0: You're listening to Courtside Club, presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. The goblet has dropped. Download it. Must be twenty-one or older.
1: Vince Carter was Instagram living. That's my hero pretty much. He saw me like in there. He was like, Chuck, what's up, man? He was like, We'll drink some Dulce and do the and play golf. And I was like, Yeah, I love that. And in my head, I was like, hate Dulce, hate golf. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but now I'm just waiting for the day.
0: and welcome to the courtside club today. I am super excited to have my good friend, the official NBA dunk contest coach and CEO of Team Flight Brothers. You guys might know him as a dunk guru, Chuck Milan, welcome to the Courtside Club.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I was like, are you awake yet? We
1: are we're awake, but I don't know like where we're at right now. We're
0: surviving. There
1: might still be some levels going on in the in the old blood system right now.
0: So for those listening and watching right now, we are actually in Cleveland the day after the 2022 dunk contest. So this is Chuck's like most wild night. So I actually appreciate him coming in at 10 a.m. to be on the Like You have to understand
1: like how much I like you as a friend for me to be (laughs) here at 10 o'clock in the morning for this. But yeah, it is the morning after. It it was fun. Like this is the most fun I've had like during a dunk contest, even though it was probably like the most misses and like the worst contest that I've been a part of. Like just realistically, like, right uh, Obi and Juan did awesome. Like, Juan Toscano, was, he was a
0: sleeper, he nobody sure.
1: knew. And honestly, I didn't even know because I practiced with him in San Francisco two weeks ago, and I was really worried. I was like, Why is this guy in the dunk contest? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I had to take this opportunity. He worked on everything I told him to work on, so we had the practice on Thursday night, yeah. And all of a sudden, he, he's good, right? And I was like, Dang, man, like, this guy can do good. Obi, we were working with him for a while. So he had been ready. It's just he missed a little, like he missed more than I thought. The dunk over me that he missed, he had never missed that yet. Wow. So I was like super surprised. But
0: There's always some jitters and and all of those guys who were in it last night are young too. Mm-hmm. This is a very big stage for them. Also, I'm from Akron and yeah. the Cleveland fans are ruthless. Yeah, but wow. they but
1: they were so ready for like when Cole Anthony came out and like yeah. started, you know, playing the crowd. They were ready mm-hmm. because the concert before it was awesome. It was like, great. Yeah, that, yeah. I've been a part of I think nine All Star weekends, and that was the best concert ever. Like that.
0: As I said, that's where all the All Star money went this year. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> to, that, to that, performance. But they had, they had Khaled, Mary J. Blige again. So I was at amazing. Super Bowl yeah. and saw her again. You guys are like best awesome. friends now. You're like, oh yeah. Basically, she has yeah. no clue who I am. <laughs> I doubt it. But she's but, beautiful and a fantastic performer. My parents were there. They were jamming along. That's awesome. Ludacris. Yeah, everything. Migos. Was, I was like
1: this energy. We are so ready. I was nervous about Cole and Jalen mm-hmm. because they didn't practice or, like, really communicate with me until yeah. the night before the dunk contest.
0: So can we talk about that a little bit?
1: Absolutely. I was
0: actually there for yeah, – so, for so we went to the Rising Stars game. I met up with Chuck there. He said, I have practice with, with Jalen Green tonight, day before dunk contest. and The
1: night, like, the night al- at 11.30. Yeah, 11.30, yeah,
0: yeah. 11.45. The very night before, and we head up to the little practice gym, mm-hmm. and I've been around the dunking scene for a while now, and we can get into that backstory. We did dunk league together. Dunk I followed clean, all the professional yeah. dunkers, and when he came in, he had this bag of all these different dunks. I was a little confused of, so what's the plan? Because when you go into a contest like this, I yeah. feel like you have to be mentally prepared with, okay, this dunk, I feel really great. So walk us through kind of like how you felt that night also.
1: Um, I mean, besides like annoyed, uh, <laughs> I was just like, it's because Jalen like looks so dope when he dunks and stuff. Like he's, he's really- so athletic. Super athletic, graceful. Like he's a dunker. And I'm just like, man, if we would have done this four weeks ago and done it two or three times, whole different ballgame. Like Jalen, like yeah. he probably- could have won the thing definitely but you can't go into a dunk contest without a game plan and the NBA contest makes it easier because it's like it's four dunks yeah so all you have to do is practice four dunks and I just don't understand why you would want to be a part of something and not be prepared for it because as we saw last night like you go out there and there's 20 something thousand people right they're either going to love you or they're gonna hate you. Yeah. So in
0: Cleveland is tough. I didn't realize how tough our fan I, base is here.
1: I, like by <laughs> well, they'll my,
0: turn quickly. Yeah. They'll by, be super amped. By
1: like the th- <laughs> by like the third try for Cole. I was like, "Are we in Philly right now? Like, what is going on?" Right. But i knew, i knew I knew it was going to happen, so it's like yeah. it's just like something you have to prepare, prepare for. So the night before, when you were in there, it's like you were even texting me. You're like, "What the hell's going on right now?" <laughs> yeah.
0: But then I was watching him, and his forehead is above the rim yeah. in every dunk, whether he's making it or missing uh-huh. it. And so in my mind, I'm like, this kid is so athletic. He's already tired. He just played in the Rising yeah. Stars games, and he's still dunking with yeah. this much force all he needs is just to fine-tune what these dunks are and but i was like well, well the, the contest is tomorrow though well, so how much time <laughs>
1: it's the nba dunk contest like it is a fun event so when people watch it they're like oh yeah this is fun but as a professional you have to be like i gotta take this seriously Definitely. otherwise you'll go out there and you're gonna look dumb there's a lot of things that go into it i'm not gonna say like yeah you need to come to me Mm-hmm. But I'm there for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you have 15 people telling you a different dunk to do, yeah. and then you have two guys with Chase and I on the side that we have helped now seven dunk champions in a row. Like,
0: so when were you hired by the NBA to be the official dunk
1: coach? Uh, I wasn't officially hired until 2018. But okay. I started working the dunk contest in 2013 with Terrence Ross. So So I was way back, yeah. So I had Terrence Ross, then John Wall, and then it was like Victor Oladipo, Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, yeah. Uh, and then Glenn Robinson was the one that kind of like the NBA was like because they weren't expecting him to win. It was like if Toscano won last night, right? Then the Carlton Myers from the NBA, he was like, Hey, like, can we just make you available to the league? We'd love to bring you on. And realistically, like, that's the job I wanted the whole time, Definitely. even though it wasn't, like, an existing job. And yeah. so he was like, yeah, like, can you just be available to everybody? And some people will get a hold of you. Some people won't. Said, so, yeah, absolutely. So now I'm available to everyone. Yeah. And, like, my objective is to make sure everybody's prepared. Yeah. And I want everybody to go in there with the possibility that they can win. Like, hey, if you make your dunks, they're going to be 50s. Unless you have the judges from last night, uh,
0: they were also really tough judges. Isaiah, Cleveland man, listen,
1: Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas don't like you anymore. <laughs> like, it's just oh,
0: that eight that he threw out. <laughs> he,
1: Obi Toppin went behind the back over me and he got an eight, and that nobody's ever done that before. I know, and and he,
0: but he also, I, I think, another part of that dunk that makes it even tougher is he didn't push off of you at all. No push off. It was a clear yeah. jump.
1: Yeah. It, 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 listen this
0: like, should know that come on
1: man. i mean but, she, but i think that's also an issue is that with judges like they're so uninformed and they're like old school like you know respect to the legends and stuff but i don't want to pay tribute anymore i want to evolve like mm-hmm. i it's like yeah we're here doing this because of what dr j did and what mike did and dominique and vince carter and stuff like that but yeah the game's different now like the stuff that guys were doing last night—if they would have done it in the contest in like '88 or '90—like there is no way that like Jordan or Dominique were like dealing with that. I actually last because night, they
0: were doing more kind of powerful, powerful. or or lengthy dunks, it but it's not as much creativity or, or art in the air.
1: It was literally windmills pump reverses, 360s, right. and, like, a free-throw line dunk occasionally, which is, like, wonderful, great. They didn't have, like, social media, and people just weren't doing stuff like that. Right. But now it is much different. Yeah. And also, you know, like, pro dunking has kind of ruined that a little bit too because it's we, ruined
0: it for me a well, bit.
1: <laughs> well, you – I mean, you saw Dunk League, like, you know it takes – it takes pro dunkers a long time to, like, make these dumps as well. It's just, like, there's a lot of editing that goes in. So when somebody posts a dunk.
0: Sometimes. Yeah. There I are mean, some sometimes. guys. There are
1: some guys right. that, you know, that they're ready and stuff. But still, it's a different thing, too, because you have all the downtime. Right. With the NBA stuff, getting, you know, the introductions, the concerts, like, all that stuff. No stretching. And then the crowd, you Yeah. You know, and you have three attempts. So it's like it's I think some pro dunkers would have I think a lot of pro dunkers would have trouble in that situation as well.
0: I want to get back to judging and and just contests in general, because I feel like we could go deep into that conversation. But before I want to let people get to know you a little bit better. You started we met what two thousand. 13? Yeah, something like that. Possibly? Yeah. So if you guys don't know, before I was on 2K, before I was doing a lot of the hosting stuff that I'm doing now, I was on YouTube just collaborating with any different channels and people that I could. And something that was big around that time was the professional dunk scene was really coming up. Yeah. So I would... Hang out with you guys, uh, Jordan Kilgannon, who's like one of the the biggest dunkers in the world right now, possibly the number one dunker.
1: I mean, the most popular dunker in the world, for sure. Most popular, for
0: sure. And I kind of early saw this scene of these guys who were super athletic. They didn't hoop, they didn't play five on five, but they were professional dunkers. And it was before it was even really popular. You had already been in the game well before we even met. So how did that start for you?
1: Uh, so I played in high school and then I played I would, played a little bit in college. I was in a dunk contest one summer and it was uh, Miami, a hoop it up dunk contest. Yeah. And I went to Miami. People didn't know me there. Like in my hometown, everybody knew I could jump, whatever. So I went to Miami and I'm the only white guy there, whatever. Uh, and so they call my name during the dunk contest and everybody's like, ah, yeah, like what's this little white guy doing <laughs> Yeah, there? let's see. And so I ended up winning the dunk contest and the place like was going crazy and a representative from Nike came up to me and he was like, Hey, there's a brand activation we're having in Asia for Jermaine O'Neal's like new shoe. They're like, we want to bring an American. And at that point there was no like professional dunkers. Like that wasn't a thing in America. Like yeah. I didn't even know that there was like guys dunking in France. Uh-huh. They were like, well, you come here. We'll give you $30,000 for the, you know, for like a month and a half over here. And I'm 18, When you're 18, 19,
0: 19 you're like, what? So Life like, changing?
1: <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm out of here. Yeah. And so I, got, I left and I started doing that. And then when I came back, I would do like in one stuff, like I would mm-hmm. play on the opposite team. I was like, man, I have guys in my neighborhood that can dunk better than I can. And it, it was true. And so I got invited to a, an ESPN show called City Slam. Mm -hmm. And it was a dunk contest for, like, $25,000. And, like, two or three days before it happened, I broke my ankle. Oh, geez! So I was like, man, this sucks. You know what? I'm going to have one of my – I'm going to be like, yo, I have a replacement, though. It's one of my friends. Mm -hmm. I sent my friend, and he ended up winning the thing. Oh, it's (laughs) dope. So I was like, man, like – I have another friend. They had, like, another event. I was like, I have two other friends. Said those, and they started, like, doing stuff. <laughs> and these are
0: just kids in, that you grew that up grew, with? Yeah,
1: that I grew up with. Oh,
0: crazy. And
1: so then it was like, man, like, we just started this whole Flight Brothers thing. And then it was like, oh, Team Flight Brothers. And so I started uploading videos onto, like, streaming services that, you know, it was, like, dial-up at the time. Right. This is before YouTube. Mm-hmm. People were like downloading our videos on like Kaza and LimeWire and stuff. like oh my dunk gosh, videos. do you
0: remember yeah.
1: LimeWire? <laughs> yeah, so like they were downloading like dunk videos on there and then YouTube came out and I was like, hold on, I can put stuff up here for free? Yeah. Like, awesome. So I started doing that and we put a video up of a 5'9 of a dude T-dub. Mm-hmm. Ended up on the front page and this is like 2006. And if you're on the front page of YouTube in 2006, it's like 2 million views over now. Oh, absolutely. We're not getting paid at that time, but it's right. whatever. Couple well, the, day-
0: it, YouTube wasn't as saturated. So any yeah. video that had... That was dramatic in any sense, whether it was, like, somebody falling down the stairs, if it was cats doing weird things. A squirrel
1: looking at you, you know? Like any I, Anything yeah.
0: funny, if it was Charlie the Unicorn, do you remember that one? Oh, of
1: course. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. it was, like, OG YouTube days. Oh,
1: my gosh, Charlie the Unicorn. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so we put that video up, and then a couple days later, a representative from YouTube hit me up and was like, hey, we're doing this event in New York City. It's called AdSense. It's kind of like on the low, but we're closing down a warehouse and turning it into a club. So we put on a dunk show while a soldier boy played.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he was playing
1: Crank That uh, because it had just come out. So we dunked during that, and it was like us like Esme denters, like it was like the weirdest. So I was experience.
0: probably junior or senior year of high school when yeah, this was happening. that's for sure. so cool. <laughs> and so
1: that happened, and then they were like, Hey, we're starting this partner program where you can get paid. So three months later it comes, and I'm not even thinking about it. And I'm coming home from work. I this was at a hotel. I was like just working front desk at a hotel. And I, like, go and see my bank statement, it was, like, $18,000 in there. And uh, I was, like, immediately called one of my dunkers. <laughs> and I said, hey, um, like, pack your stuff, move into Florida, yeah. <laughs> move in, moving back home. And I literally, like, moved back home, and that was the last time I had, like, a regular job. And that was that like was awesome. That was, like, 23 or something like that. But, yeah, that's, like, how everything started rolling. And then people started booking us for shows just right. from seeing us on YouTube and stuff like that.
0: Well, I think a lot of people don't know the grind that goes into it before you're in this world. And I talked about it on a previous episode. People sometimes know of you or mm-hmm. you're famous before yeah. you're actually making real money. Yeah. Because it takes a while for that to build up. And even when I first moved to LA, I was working in a restaurant and doing these like yeah. commercial and modeling jobs on the side, just trying to make ends meet. Because as a full-time creator, host, that wasn't
1: yeah. in the cards. That's it, it's like real stuff. Like there was literally a time when I moved to Massachusetts, my ex like lived with her parents, and I couldn't live with her parents, so I legit lived in my car for like four weeks, and it was j- and all I was doing is working and putting half of my money towards like flying dunkers in, wow, and like filming them. Yeah, I'd put them in a hotel, and I'd be like, yeah, I'll come get you in the morning and stuff, and I was sleeping in my car, so it's like. People don't understand like what happens before. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Well, that's also a testament of how much you loved the dunk game and how dedicated you were to growing it. And then to see where you're at now, I feel like that's that's pretty cool. You should definitely. Yeah, I I mean, it's
1: super dope. Like even last night, the dunk contest was you know whatever. But I never appreciate the moment like with the NBA dunk contest while it's happening because I'm so worried about what everybody's going to think on social media because we're so – it's so easy to communicate with us on social media. Definitely. Because we see it. We don't pay attention to it, but we see it. Right. And last night was the first time I was like, man, you know, when you think about – man, those were good times before. I was like, you know what? This is good times right now. So now I'm just trying to enjoy everything as it happens. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you were on the court for – Obi's first dunk. Yes. If you guys watched it on TV or you were at the dunk contest, that's who Obi jumped over.
1: Yeah, it's facts. Me. Can
0: you can you tell everybody your height too? Because you look short up against NBA guys, I'm but you're six, not.
1: I'm six foot. I'm like
0: yeah, uh, my agent. Okay, <laughs> take don't take this the wrong way. My agent. Was, I was like, oh, it's my friend Chuck. He was like, Oh, well, that's good. He's dunking over him because he's like 5 six. I'm like, he's not five six.
1: It's just in lit like, <laughs> like literally. He's so so tall. I I think I told you that. Like one of my friends, she was like, Hey, she was like, My friend thought you were cute, but it was like, Man, he's like five six. And she's like, He's like uh, he's she was like he's, like, he's like six one, like six foot. I was like, Yeah, I just stand next to seven footers all the time. Right. So that's like that's what happens to right. me. So I have to like crop people out of my bumble pictures and stuff. And just,
0: <laughs> like, or you need to just just put a little like ruler or whatever it's called yeah, next to you just something. to show how tall you actually are. Mugshot.
1: Perfect. <laughs> no.
0: So before we go more into the dunk game, I want to take a halftime break if you're down with that.
1: Yeah, we can do this.
0: Since you, to me, are like a dunk encyclopedia, mm-hmm. your knowledge of dunk is endless. I have some dunk trivia for you and I'm going to see how well you do. All right. We'll start off with a couple of softballs. In 2008, Dwight Howard pulled out a heroic dunk for his second attempt of yes. the night. Yep. What superhero did he emulate? Superman. So easy, right? Yeah, that. Is I mean, even different. I knew
1: that one. Come
0: on. Did you have you worked with Dwight?
1: Yeah, I have. I worked with him in 2020. I started to. We actually had a dunk planned out that Kobe was going to help with.
0: Oh wow.
1: So we had a dunk where you throw like a lob to him from like underneath him. Kobe would be sitting in a chair whatever but we we're like we don't know if he's gonna do this he's like what do you want me to do I was like yeah just to pass to dwight like you sit in a chair he was so like, it was like right.
0: early january then
1: uh this is literally four days before it happened no way so i was supposed to fly to la and work with dwight and kobe
0: yeah and
1: then that happened
0: wow so
1: that was like the wild thing but i like talked to him on the phone like four days before it happened That's never crazy. never had any interactions he was like and awesome.
0: also heartbreaking though Jeez. heartbreaking
1: and that kind of like Dwight didn't really practice after that. He was crushed when that happened. People have a lot of things to say about Dwight and Kobe, but they actually were pretty close, like, after all that stuff happened.
0: Right, and that would have been iconic, too, to kind of solidify that, but I, I yeah. can't even imagine if you have that planned yeah. as one of your dunks, and then...
1: Pretty, know, yeah, pretty The whole great. world cried. Yeah, of <laughs> so. course. I mean, it's still, it's that moment in his, It's right. that moment in our generation's history. It's our, like, you know, our JFK, like, type deal. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, moving on to... Um, Something actually actually, about Kobe Bryant. We'll honor him for a second. Vince Carter and Kobe won every competition that occurred in the four years between 1997 and 2000. Yeah, but how many contests did each of them win during that time?
1: Just one. Yeah, there was no contest. Lockout and no contest because they brought two ball in and broke my heart.
0: Got it. Was, that was a trick question, but that was so easy for you also. Yeah. I'm yeah, up. so Kobe won.
1: 97. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: Vince won in 2000. Yeah. That's
1: and go- God, what re- what I mean? God rest his soul, but Darwin Ham should have won. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Okay. In the 2005 competition, Steve Nash showed off his soccer skills. Yes. past an alley-oop to which... Doug- Amari.
1: Amari Stoudemire.
0: Okay, so is this like the easiest dunk trivia you've ever had?
1: Um. I mean... Yeah. Next up, let's see. Let's see.
0: Wait. I need it. What's what's a tougher one I have? Who won the 1985 dunk contest?
1: Uh, Dominique Wilkins.
0: That's correct.
1: (laughs) Ask me the lineup if you want. I mean, I'm. I'm just. Seriously? Oh, I was like, do you know it? So the other morning, Chase, my assistant. We're, like, just walking into the tunnel, and he was, like, tell me you going those in the 84 contest, and I, like, spit it out immediately. Like, the first name I said, he was, like, yeah, this guy knows. Damn it. So
0: that's something that you... Do you study these to prepare the guys as well?
1: Absolutely. Like, I, I study, like... I watch dunk contests all the time. Like, real life, we all deal with, like, you know, like, some sort of, like, mental health things and stuff like that, and I dealt with, like, depression growing up, and... A dunk contest, would, like, it was just made me feel, like, okay. So uh-huh. that was always my safe haven. So I had, like, tapes in, like, so all cool. these contests recorded. Yeah. So I, it's, like, my safe place. So by doing that, I'm, like, oh, man, I know every dunk that's ever happened. And right. Because I've watched it, you know, like, the 10,000 hours things. Like, definitely been there. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: How many players have won more than one NBA dunk contest?
1: All right. So we got...
0: Extra got, credit if you can name them.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dominique, Michael Jordan, kay. Harold Miner, uh-huh. Jason Richardson, yep. Nate Robinson. Nate won two? Oh, you said two. Uh, he won three. Oh,
0: more than one. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He won, okay. He won three. Okay. Uh,
1: and then who was in Zach Levine?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did... This is Obi's first?
1: Yeah. He was in it last year. He was in it last yeah. year, but he
0: didn't win. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe he'll add... Maybe if he...
1: I, last night, his agent, who's one of my best friends,
0: yeah.
1: was like, he's done. He's not doing it. And I said, listen, he's like, it makes no sense business-wise. Well, why is it? I get it. But his brother will probably be in the league next year. Mm-hmm. So we lobbied, and I'm like, brother versus brother in a dunk contest would be so dope. Yeah. And he's like, okay, you're making sense. We'll get back to We'll him. check
0: back in with yeah. them in January And Obi wants year. to do
1: it. Obi's like, yeah, man, let's go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. In 2007, the five judges were all past champions of the NBA Slam Dunk Contest. Do you remember?
1: Oh, man. Okay. Okay.
0: So we have multiple choice. What past dunk contest winner was not one of these judges in 2007? We have Michael Jordan, Vince Carter, Jason Richardson, or Kobe Bryant.
1: Uh, this was 2007? Yeah. Where was that? Vegas. I think it was Vegas. Okay, so same again.
0: Michael Jordan, Vince Carter, Jason Richardson, or Kobe Bryant.
1: Jason Richardson.
0: That's correct. <laughs> oh, wait, one more question, bonus question. Right. Who did the 2022 dunk contest champion, Obi Toppin, jump over for his first dunk in the contest?
1: That would be me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Chuck Millard.
1: Nailed
0: it. Um, that was dope. Yeah, Perfect um, score, 100%. Yeah. Congrats! Time for the second half.
1: Where's my trophy?
0: You didn't bring it,
1: dude. That thing is heavy.
0: <laughs> I saw, you said okay, so we talked about it last night. He said, "Listen, if I can get the dunk contest trophy, I'm going to bring it to the show."
1: Yeah. Obi, what happened? Obi was having a lot of fun with that thing, but I have <laughs> like I have like a whole Snapchat with it, and I'm just like, I think it might be on my story, and it's just like I ain't worried about nothing. I'm like carrying the thing. It's like kind it's
0: of so- like a glass container this time. Yeah, right? it's weird. Or crystal, something. I
1: hate it. I like the like old school stuff. Right. But it's super heavy. It's probably like 25 pounds. Like it's legit. He handed it to me with one hand. I was like, oh. It's pretty. Know? I but, mean it's nice, but it, you don't even know what it is. Like you really have to look into it because it's like slam dunk champion and like a weird thing. But bring back the old one. Notes
0: to the NBA. Yes. We need a different trophy next don't, year. <laughs>
1: and don't fire me.
0: <laughs> Speaking of contests, I noticed that the scoring and dunking. It's never consistent. Mm -hmm. And personally, I think it needs some work. There needs to be some sort of revamp because I see these guys, and especially the pro dunkers, not even the NBA guys, I see these pro dunkers dedicate their lives and however many hours they put into it every single day to nail a dunk that they've been working on for months. And if the judges are biased towards towards a particular person, Mm -hmm. or they've seen them do a dunk before, but it's actually a harder dunk than other people have done, they don't get the score that I think they deserve. And sometimes these these cash prizes as well for some of these dunk contests are life-changing for some of these kids who enter them. Yeah. What is what is your take? What do you think needs to happen for, for scoring? Yeah.
1: So with the NBA dunk contest, what happens with the NBA, even though, like, they changed so many rules this year with, like, rookie game and all that stuff, which was, like, fun or whatever. Thanks for the seat. Uh <laughs> you but, <got> it. <laughs> but they don't want to overcomplicate things. Right. You know, because that's not what they, like, work for. That's –
0: It's more that, of a show. It's
1: a show. Yeah. So the dunk contest – will not do anything besides like next year we're going to add decimals so there's no like ties and stuff. Oh you know cool. I mean? Yeah. So that's like and then maybe have the judges a little more informed. We maybe take them to dunk school with me for like 30 minutes. Now for pro dunking, there needs to be a system. Uh, I know there's like a couple like different people that are trying to make systems and stuff like I am obviously trying to do that as well. Yeah. But it's one of these things that's gonna to have to break down into like a category of like figure skating type of thing. Yeah. Where it's like originality and like are you nailing it on the first attempt? Like right. how clean is the dunk type of deal. And it's gonna to have to be like a culmination score. The ultimate objective objective with pro dunking is to get into the Olympics. Like that's my that's my like last thing. Like, you know, like when Dr. Dre was like, you know, F rap, after this you can have it back.
0: Yeah. Like that's how I feel about dunking. Have you watched gymnastics of course. at all? Yeah. Do you know how they score? Uh, Yeah. So they had to change it because it used to just be just up to 10. So mm-hmm. it would be the perfect 10, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now in the Olympics, when you when you see people start excelling, now you have a routine. You have a certain number of skills that you're doing in that routine and they give you a difficulty score. So mm-hmm. put a difficulty on these different levels of dunks, right? Yeah. yeah. If it's something we've never seen before, that's a whole nother level of difficulty or that adds another decimal, another this, another that. If it's not a clean dunk, you know, you get one or two decimals off there. That's how I've envisioned it because even on Dunk League, the show that we were on, I saw the guys, some of their disappointment and some of their even somebody who won being like i i shouldn't have won this challenge it should have been isaiah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: it should you know yeah. it should have
0: been isaiah it should have been it Ooh. should have been somebody else and like you said the nba guys are doing it for entertainment they're making hundreds of millions of dollars in total
1: yeah
0: one dunk contest as, as much as it looks great on paper, it's a great show for the crowd. It's not life changing for them to win twenty thousand dollars, them yeah. to win ten thousand dollars, them to win this, them to get more followers on social media, mm-hmm. like it is for some of these pro dunkers who a lot of them have a second job. Yeah. They can't even do dunking full time. It's true. So I like my heart goes out to them. I'm like, we gotta I mean how we, do we get we, this right? I mean you we've know talk, we've talked
1: about <laughs> this off of here that kind of stuff needs to be fixed. Like the scoring needs to needs to be fixed and got to start taking stuff seriously because I've been doing so many things that right. I took myself away from pro dunking, like putting myself 100% into pro dunking. Uh, and now it feels like if I'm not like pushing the needle, like nothing's happening. Like right. it's the realization that like I need to do it. That's what's going on next is that I'm just going to, throw myself back in hundred percent and just.
0: But I think at the same time, what you're doing with the NBA is really important because this, as it stands right now, this is still the biggest stage. Yeah. So we need the, and I, I just threw myself in. We, because now oh, no, I'm part of the in, Doug family. You're in.
1: You're
0: in. <laughs> but we need that, that big stage to, Keep people interested in it and if there's a way to even get some of the pro guys. I know I keep talking about this for those of you who are watching or listening who haven't checked out some of the professional dunkers. I mean, if you want to rattle off some of your guys so they can check them out on social media, they've done dunks that if you were impressed by any of the NBA dunk contests, your mind will be blown once you see these guys dunk because it's that next level. Shout out to the yeah. NBA guys who are great, but yeah. but these guys are even on it, a high it's, level. It's
1: just like they they devote their lives to dunking, as an NBA player devotes their lives to basketball. Yeah, um, like like Jonathan Clark and Jordan Kilgannon and Dan oh. Gross, Jordan Sutherland, even Chris Staples, like those kind of guys like devoted their their to it uh
0: can we talk about uh jonathan clark one of our good friends we've all collaborated multiple times the most
1: wonderful human on the planet he's just wonderful
0: he's also a high school
1: high school teacher, teacher. yeah
0: and he does a standing backflip into a vertical dunk yeah and has done what is he working on now double between the legs yeah,
1: he's he's the only person that hit a double between the legs so far and then he like He was dunking for a full year with a torn MCL, and we didn't know, and then he went and got it fixed. And so now he's, like, making his – he's getting older, you know? Like, he's 34 years old, and he's, like, putting his everything into – He's like, man, something's going to happen, and I'm making one last push because I know my legs aren't going to keep going.
0: Right.
1: Which, like, breaks my heart because I want guys like that to reap the benefits of, like, what they built. Like, I have guys that I, you know, had with me in 2005 that – They see everything going on, and people are making pretty good money now, and it's like it breaks my heart because I remember us like jamming into hotel rooms and you know doing dunk shows for two hundred dollars and stuff like that. So yeah, I remember telling guys like like Chris Staples and Jordan Kilgannon and you know shoot, I mean whoever there was like Porter Mayberry back then and stuff. I was like, hey, like you i'm I'm gonna help you no matter what like i'm gonna get you events and i'm gonna do this stuff but you need to start building your own brand because there's gonna be it's that thing there's life after this you know what i mean right. and that's you know jordan i see him doing a little more like like some ad work and some like some brand stuff which is like great because even though he seems like superman and i mean the dude's in incredible shape same thing like yeah. Those legs don't last forever.
0: Definitely. Courtside Club is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Has there been one NBA player or NBA legend who's talked to you or kind of give you praise that really that sticks out for you? Um,
1: when we uh, – well, the last time when we were laying up for the Kellogg's game – Uh, Dominique Wilkins like I was in a elevator with with Shaq and Dominique Mm -hmm. and then Shaq like said something he was like you know who that is and he was like I know who that is man he was like that's the dunk he was like that's the dunk god right there I was like Dominique Wilkins called me the dunk god (laughs) and then uh I was during COVID I was uh I did like Vince Carter was Instagram living all the time Mm -hmm. and that's my hero pretty much and he was like oh he saw me like in there He was like chuck what's up man he was like jump on and he like jumped on the live and he was like telling people he's like you know this is the goat right here people call me the goat but this is the goat and i was like Vince carter's (laughs) calling me the goat right now that's so
0: cool and i'm like
1: trying to screen record (laughs) (laughs) it yeah didn't get it but i was like man
0: did you even know that he knew who you were no that's cool. I had no idea. That's so cool. Yeah, that
1: was like the. I was just like, man. And I remember, I like called my brother. I was like, Vince Carter, just go. Don't go to whatever. And That's then so cool. Now I'm supposed to play golf with him, and I lied to him and told him I was good at it in trouble
0: oh my god <laughs> Wait, how long do you have before no, you're gonna play golf no with them actually because... no actually i'm
1: getting kind of good now because this okay, was good. during covid he was like yeah man i gotta make it down to naples there's a cor- course down there i'm trying to play man if he <laughs> sees this my bad man it was just he was <laughs> like well he's like we'll have some dulce and play some golf i was well, like what man. are you
0: supposed to say if vince carter asked you I was to play like, golf yeah, you're like obviously immediately <laughs> i was like, 'Yeah,
1: I'll.'" like, Yeah, you know, I'll kill you. man. I've been practicing
0: like six hours a day before the game. I
1: literally during COVID, I was going to the range like five days a week. (laughs) And then it was just so funny because he's, it was the same live. And he was like, yeah, he was like, we'll drink some Dulce and do the, and play golf. And I was like, yeah, I love that. And in my head, I was like, hate Dulce, hate golf. (laughs) (laughs) But now I'm like, now I'm playing and stuff. I'm just waiting for the day.
0: That's so cool. For me, it was a similar thing when Kobe, when I was interviewing him. And then after he was like, I've seen your shot on social media. Like you have a great shot. Keep going. Like, How, How have you seen me, you know, for Kobe Bryant to compliment my three pointer was just insane. So you have little moments like that, that kind of take you back. Like, wow, the life that we're living is really cool. And the fact that we're able to be in this circle is, yeah, it's, so it's awesome. an experience and that the people
1: would only dream of. And the word you use is like desensitized and it like sucks to like, Once you say it, you're like, man, what are you saying right now? But it it really, it's become a thing, but everybody's so cool. People make this uh, assumption that athletes or celebrities are, you know, rude or whatever. And it's like, you rarely run into somebody that's like, that's like that. So it's like, they're, they're the same as we are, except for, you know, in my case, they're usually kids they are younger.
0: I (laughs) feel like, especially in the basketball space too, like the athlete community is a lot warmer and, at the elite basketball level, it's kind of a small circle. You yeah. kind of see the same people. We all know of each other. There's a level of influencers and social mm-hmm. media people, and then the television folks, and then the actual athletes yeah. and the pro dunkers and kind of everybody in between. Yeah. But we're all connected in yeah. some way. It's, it's, like so. a,
1: it's like a weird like brother sisterhood thing. Definitely. Like it, but it's dope.
0: There's a level of respect to it.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so we are nearing the end of the game and I have some buzzer beaters for you oh. before we go. What is the best game that you've ever been courtside for? I guess you could also say dunk contest because you've been courtside for a lot of those. So it doesn't have to be an actual game. I'm
1: just going to go dunk contest. Um, You would think I would say like the ones I was a part, like Derek Jones jumped over me when he won and then Obi last night. But in 2017 in New Orleans, Glenn Robinson was not supposed to win the dunk contest. I remember that. And he was a 15, 14 to one to win in Vegas. So obviously I threw money on, cause I was like, <laughs> we're gonna win. Yeah. And nobody knew that I was working with him. Everything played out the way we thought it would. We had him do like his best dunk first. So everybody else would try crazy stuff. It's exactly what oh, happened.
0: Oh, that's smart. And
1: it, it was the coolest moment. It was my first like assuring moment that I was like, okay, I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. Uh, so I would say that because I wasn't on the court, but I was like right with all the players. And I just like watched it unfold and it was just so cool. And then he gave me his trophy. So it was Oh, like, so cool. Yeah.
0: You said you did the toughest dunk first. Is that, that's not normally the strategy though, no, right? No. Okay. No,
1: because I thought everybody like, Usually does something safe, but tries to get like a, you know, 45 to like 48 out of 50. Right. And I just told him, I said, hey, man, I said, this is your best dunk and you can make it every time. Let's do it first. And because nobody expects it from you. Right. And literally nobody expected it. And everybody's like, what just happened? He got a 50. And then everybody changed their dunks. Like Derek was in the contest. uh, And he even told me, he was like, when he did that, I changed my dunk. I was like, oh, so it got, got in his your... head
0: a little bit. Yeah. Oh, same thing. So Aaron,
1: Aaron brought his drone out and he wasn't supposed to do that until like the finals. Oh,
0: okay. so he like
1: did the same thing.
0: And he was like really trying to avenge like the previous years.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I'm two and all against him. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. <geez. laughs>
0: Sorry, Aaron. Also a nice <laughs> no, guy, <yeah>. but <laughs> all right. If you could sit courtside with one person dead or alive, who would it be?
1: Yeah. Kobe. Kobe. hundred percent. Kobe. Just, just to hear like, him talk about the game, like him dissect it and stuff. Right. That would be, yeah.
0: Who is one guy that you would love to see poster somebody while sitting courtside?
1: Like right now, or just any?
0: Anyone in history?
1: Uh, Nate Robinson on Shaq.
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good. Actually, that would be good for today. I don't yeah. know if like either of them would ever be on the court together ever yeah. again. <laughs> that so would break funny. the internet. Totally. Yeah. What is your ideal food and drink combination while sitting courtside? Oh, no. What okay, wait, what drink did you have last night that you would have what <laughs> drink? right now if you were courtside? What drink
1: didn't I have last night? <laughs> no, uh, I'm like a tequila water person.
0: Tequila water, yeah, what
1: it's light on the calories. I'm trying to get a scholarship.
0: <laughs> that sounds gross. Sorry, I, I need tequila with all of the mixing things to make it taste delicious, just like
1: just some wine no expand your horizons kid gross like at
0: like, least so basically just belt the ice cubes and the tequila i'll
1: have it set to you
0: <laughs> anyway. okay and last question what is one event in history that you would have loved to have been courtside for it could be sporting event or other
1: 2000 nba slam dunk contest vince carter's it was my 16th birthday greatest moment of my life oh, cool. I, I literally do not celebrate my birthday anymore i'm just like <laughs> oh vince carter won the dunk contest on this day
0: all right. Well, when you guys go to play golf, you got to let me know when that date is. We'll hire a camera crew for you so you can document every single part of it. A
1: hundred percent. I will. And then And you should
0: go on your birthday.
1: That would be awesome.
0: All right, Chuck. Thank you so much for joining us on the Courtside Club. Before I let you go, let everybody know where they can find you and anything that you have coming up that we should look out for.
1: Well, you can find me later at Top Topgolf uh, <laughs> exactly. no, um, on Instagram. My business account is Team Flight Brothers. Uh, and then my personal accounts, TFB Chuck the Boss. And then on Twitter, it's TFB Chuck the Boss. If you want to know how I'm really feeling, just go ahead follow me on there.
0: Oh yeah, he lets it all loose oh, on Twitter. I, all all
1: <laughs> the smoke, yeah. But yeah, that's where you can find me.
0: Dude, thank you so much. Thanks for for waking up and and joining me. It's been a really fun weekend yeah, in my you. hometown. I appreciate you.
1: Appreciate you. Thank yeah, you.
0: Thank you. All right, you guys, make sure that you subscribe and like. And there's more Courtside stuff coming very soon. Bye!